Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Two announcements before we begin today's service. We are celebrating the Ascension of our Lord on Wednesday, May 20th, and Thursday, which is actually Ascension Day, May 21st, with services at 645, openings here in the nave and also in the Gerhardt Room. If there is um, enough interest, we will also have a service on May 21st at 11 o'clock in the morning. So that's coming up uh, the week after this, uh, May 20th and May 21st at 6.45. Also, the uh, parking lot project is moving forward. The vote was 199 to 1. So uh, construction should begin after next weekend. And during the time of, of construction, Parking will be available on the side streets and also at Maple Avenue School, but entrance into the building will be through the patio entrances. So during the construction on the parking lot, which could be six weeks or more, enter through the patio. We have permission to use Maple Avenue School for parking. Stay tuned in the bulletin and when you call in to make your appointments for further details. We begin with hymn 556, Satanzas 1 through 5. Dear Christians, one and all rejoice.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us for his sake, remission of all our sins, and by your Holy Spirit increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word. To the end, that by your grace we may come to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Amen. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, Alleluia. For his righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations, Alleluia. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song Alleluia, for his righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. Alleluia. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. 
for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Amen. This is feast of for our God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 
The Old Testament reading for the week of Easter 5, Cantate Sunday, is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 12. And in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you, though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention that his name is exalted, sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, For great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The epistle is recorded in the letter of James, chapter 1. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Hallelujah! The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Hallelujah! Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, 
I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us confess the faith with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. This uh, Sunday is called Cantate Sunday, which means, oh, sing to the Lord a new song, the new song of salvation, the new song of victory over sin, death, and the grave, a victory in Christ Jesus that can never be overturned. It is why the prophet Isaiah says, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, an allusion to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who by the waters of holy baptism first breathes upon you the new life of Christ's victory over death and the grave, and who by the word of the gospel continues to uphold and sustain. Praise the Lord, he says, call upon his name, declare his deeds among the peoples, make mention of his name, that it is exalted, sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. And how? By the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' catechesis on this night is from John chapter 16, where he speaks intensely about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He will take of what is mine, Jesus says, and declare it to you. It is as if Pentecost cannot help but come. Jesus breathes on his disciples in the upper room. Peace be with you. Receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the ministry of the resurrection. Life from the dead by the merits of Christ Jesus. And so Jesus says to his disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That is his job, certainty. I'm a sinner. i got to be convicted of that. But Christ is my Savior, and he is my righteousness. He's gone to the cross for me, and I must be assured of this. And the ruler of this world, the devil, he stands judged and condemned. When the Holy Spirit comes, he'll convict the world of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. Jesus says, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Therefore I say to you this Eastertide, therefore I say to you every day of your lives, in good times and in bad times, in trial and adversity, under the cross of affliction, do not be afraid, because Christ has won the victory, and by the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the word of the gospel, that victory is yours, and Jesus is present with you, and he never leaves you. I think it's safe to say that none of us would have chosen to go through what we are going through in the world today with this coronavirus pandemic. We wouldn't have asked for it. And each one of us, we're all different, has to react to this pandemic according to our particular station or calling in life. For example, if you're a doctor or if you're a nurse and you have responsibilities, you simply have to do your job even though you have great risk to yourself. If you're a pastor, you have to preach the gospel and administer the word, and you can't say, I really can't do that because I'm afraid. That's your job. If you're a parent and you have at-risk children, or if you yourself are at risk, you don't cut your children loose. you got to take care of them. It's your calling. It's your responsibility. We don't have a choice. 
but also, we must say, if you are among the most vulnerable, if you have a compromised immune system, if your lungs have been damaged by pneumonia or some other disease in a previous illness, if other organs of your body are compromised or if you're aged and infirm, you're called to take extra precautions to take care of yourself and to take care of yourself for the sake of your family. And so you may not be with us today, and we understand that. But even if you are in good health, there's no guarantee that you cannot become seriously ill and perhaps even lose your life. In whatever circumstance you find yourself in, we as the church, the body of Christ, support you and love you and pray for you and have services here for those who can come and pray here for those who cannot come. And we offer the ministry of Christ to you in whatever way we can through printed material, over the internet, in recordings, as well as here in person. And even when we are separated from one another, we are not alone. It is interesting how the gospel readings during Eastertide seem to move forward, like with a gravitational pull to the ascension of our Lord, which we will celebrate on the 20th and the 21st of this month, where Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God as victor over sin and death. All enemies are under his feet, and he rules all things for the sake of his church. One of the most comforting words in Jesus' ascension is what he said to the disciples, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, always. There is never a time in your life, whether you're conscious or unconscious, asleep or awake, in a time of celebration or a time of great sorrow, that the Lord Jesus is not with you. Think about that. This is what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is all about. He brings Christ to us constantly. The Holy Spirit enables Jesus to be present with us Christians no matter where we are in the world, in the most remote place, and no matter what our circumstance is, even if we're in a prison camp someplace and deprived of word and sacrament, Christ is with us because we are Christians. And the word of Christ has been implanted in us, in our baptism, and throughout our lifetimes by the hearing of the word, and he does not withdraw from us. This is especially true for us to understand and believe and take comfort in when we can't control the circumstances of our lives. We learn what it is to live by faith in promises from our Lord Jesus which are greater than any other thing we have in this world. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus told the disciples, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Like the disciples, there are things that cause us sorrow. We each have our personal list of things during this time. I miss having the congregation packing the pews and raising the roof with their singing. I miss choir practice as much as having the choir in divine service. I miss the handshakes 
and the hugs and the opportunity to touch one another and look one another in the eyes and to have conversations between the services and after the services and to linger with one another. It simply is not good that we should be alone. We're not built that way. We're not designed to be that way. We are created to be in fellowship with one another, and that fellowship and the way we are created is directly related to the fact that we are made in the image of the triune God of love, where there is communion and fellowship between the persons of the Trinity, and by the Holy Spirit, we are drawn into that fellowship and life. But it would be a mistake to conclude that when we're separated from one another or even from the divine service, when we have no choice in the matter, it would be a mistake to conclude that we are alone. We're not alone. Jesus' words were misunderstood by the disciples, as Jesus himself indicated. Because I said, I go away to him who sent me, sorrow has filled your heart. For them, his going away meant he wasn't with them. That was not the point. His going away did not mean that he was absent from them, but rather that he and he alone could offer his life blood into the holy of holies to make atonement for sin and to rip open the kingdom of heaven for us with the gates wide open, and there would be nothing inhibiting us from having eternal communion and fellowship with our Lord Jesus and with the God, the Holy Trinity. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. When you understand this going away is going to the cross, it ought to be obvious that it is to our advantage. Because if he hadn't gone to the cross, if he hadn't borne our sin, if he hadn't borne our punishment, heaven would be closed and we would be in a state of death, separation from God and one another. So I'll say it is to our advantage that he go to the Father. And he adds, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So the coming of the Holy Spirit who offers Jesus to us, as Jesus said, he'll take of what is mine and declare it to you, is made possible in all of its fullness by the suffering and death of Jesus when he went to the Father on our behalf. Now because he has done that, there is nothing prohibiting our full and complete and eternal communion with God the Holy Trinity and with one another in the fellowship of the church. That is fantastic stuff. The Holy Spirit is called the Comforter, the Helper, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds in love from the Father and the Son to call us to faith in Jesus. That means reliance upon Jesus, trust in Jesus. And where there's faith and trust in Jesus, there is hope and there is peace and there is confidence. He calls us to faith in Jesus and he brings Jesus to us constantly. Those are fantastic promises. We cannot come to know our Lord Jesus. We cannot come to know what he has done for us apart from the word of Christ. But here's the key. We dare not confuse 
the refusal to hear from circumstances in life that make it impossible to hear. Did you catch that? There's a difference between refusing to hear. I don't want Christ's word. Get it away from me. I have no use for it. That's far different from circumstances that make it impossible to hear. For example, if you were a Christian, imprisoned in Nazi Germany because of your convictions, it would be impossible for you to hear the public preached word and receive the sacrament, but Christ would be with you there by the implanted word, and he would not forsake you. There's a huge difference between refusal and circumstances that make it impossible. And the Holy Scriptures, as well as church history, abound with examples of those who seem to be separated from hearing through no fault of their own, who are nonetheless quite present with the Lord and he with them. Take, for example, Elijah, who had to run all around the Holy Land and up into Phoenicia, fleeing from the wicked king Ahab and Jezebel. For three years during this famine, he was on the run. The remnant faithful, by remnant we mean those who truly believed, and through no fault of their own, saw the temple destroyed during the Babylonian captivity. They could not worship in the temple according to the liturgy of the Old Testament church for 40 years. Now, it didn't mean they didn't worship, but they couldn't enjoy the fullness of worship for a long time. And then there's Daniel and the exiles who couldn't remain in their homeland but were ripped away from their homeland, taken to a foreign country and could only pray and meditate upon God's word from memory or with a few manuscripts they were able to take with them while they were carried away captive. What those examples cite is the power of God's word and spirit. When the circumstances of life, pestilence, famine, and also persecution and suffering seem to rob us of the word. We're not robbed of the word when you and I have been receiving the word from the time we were little poopsies and were baptized and we were catechized and we came to church to receive the word. If the time comes that we are separated through no choice or circumstance of our own, the Lord is with us. We think of prisoners of war, refugees, fleeing persecution, long debilitating illnesses that have kept Christians away from the divine service for a long period of time, famine, pestilence, Yet they were not alone. They were not alone. Christ was with them. And Christ sustained them. Do not sell short the power of his word and the Holy Spirit to keep and preserve those who belong to him and who throughout their lifetime have held on to his word. This is what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is all about. Now, No faithful Christian ever chooses to endure such suffering. 
But these examples teach us the importance of receiving the word of Christ when we can. It's when we don't receive the word of Christ when we can and when we're able and when we're in good health and when we're not prohibited from receiving it by an oppressive government. It's when we refuse to hear it at those times that we are in the greatest danger. Jesus' promise to be with us to the end of the age is connected to his word that has been received and believed. Jesus called it in tonight's epistle the implanted word. He speaks of holy baptism, and then he also speaks of how the word has been received in the ear and then implants in the heart. The Holy Spirit continues to bring Christ to us no matter how long ago we may have heard or learned or memorized our Savior's word. That is true of those who have been imprisoned in some cases for years without Christ's word and sacrament. Now, I don't want to ever be in that position, but if I am in that position, or if you're in that position, you have the sure and certain promise of the power of the gospel and the work of the Spirit. That's how powerful the gospel is. That's how powerful the word of God is. That is the resurrection coming to you in this present world of suffering and persecution and death. By his word, the Holy Spirit convicts us of those things that Jesus mentioned. Sin and the righteousness of Christ and the judgment of the devil. So don't waste the time you've been given. You still have Bibles in your homes. Take them off of the shelf and the coffee table and the nightstand and open them up. And your pastor still gives you the congregation at prayer. And you have prayer books at home. Use them. They've not been confiscated. I know there's a lot of talk about the confiscation of our rights. None of those things have been confiscated. Then use them. Use every opportunity to continue to hear and receive the one thing needful. Why? Because Jesus is there in that word that you continue to meditate upon. And after you've received it, he does not withdraw his presence. But by the Holy Spirit, he remains with you. If this time of separation intensifies your hunger and thirst for Christ and his word, that's a good thing. It is what the miracle of repentance is all about. Sometimes hardship, persecution, suffering, periods of loneliness are what we need most. To teach us the one whom we cannot live without, and who by his word and spirit remains present with us. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Let us stand for prayer.
Almighty God, we give thanks for all your goodness and bless you for the love that sustains us from day to day. We praise you for the gift of your Son, our Savior, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, for your Holy Church, for the preaching of the Gospel and the Blessed Sacraments, for the lives of all faithful and righteous people, and for the hope of the life to come. Help us to treasure in our hearts all that you have done for us and enable us to confess our thankfulness in lives that are wholly given to your service. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Save and defend your whole church purchased with the precious blood of Christ. Strengthen your faithful people through the word and holy sacraments, making them perfect in love and in all good works, establishing in them the faith once delivered to the saints and enabling them to bear up under the cross of affliction. Lord, in your mercy. Grant your wisdom and heavenly grace to all pastors and those who hold office in your church, that by their devoted service, faith may abound and your kingdom increased. Lord, in your mercy. Send the light of your truth upon all who celebrate baptismal birthdays this week, especially David Haga, Pat Palm, Peter Bender, Irma Silflo, Wolf Canopy, and Doris Erickson, that receiving your grace and mercy, they may remain steadfast in Christ, enjoy the joy of salvation, and receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son into this world as the child of Mary. We thank you for the life given to Rachel and Tyler in the birth of a healthy girl, Christine Violet. Bring this child into the water, your kingdom through the waters of holy baptism and grant that this precious inheritance may be enjoyed all the days of her life Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings of married life. On this day, we rejoice with all of the members of our congregations celebrating wedding anniversaries, especially Matt and Amy Uttenreither, Steve and Sandy Lewick, Pat and Doug Palm. Bless them in the years to come so that they may remain faithful to you and devoted to each other. By your presence, gladden each day that you graciously grant them. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Preserve our nation in justice and honor, especially during this time of pandemic, that we may lead a peaceable life with integrity. Grant health and favor to all who bear office in our land, especially the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this state, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Sanctify our homes with your presence. Bless them with joy. Keep our children in the covenant of their baptism. Enable their parents to bring them up in lives of faith and devotion. Call to repentance those who have wandered from the faith. 
Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. By your word and spirit, comfort all who are in sorrow or need, sickness or adversity, especially Jeremy, Walter, Pat, Carl, Kurt, and Lois. Be with those who suffer persecution for the faith. Have mercy on those to whom death draws near. Bring consolation to those in sorrow and grant to all a measure of your love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We remember with thanksgiving those who have loved and served you in your church on earth, who now rest from their labors, especially Alice, the eldest sister of Anna Steinhild. Keep us in fellowship with all your saints and bring us at last to the joys of your heavenly kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take Eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. Amen. We would ask only those communing come forward on both sides.
O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Thanks and praise to you, almighty, everlasting God, Heavenly Father, for this your divine tenderness and love that you have again given us grace to receive, the holy body and the precious blood of your only Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. We humbly beseech you, fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit, that through this sacrament which we have received with the mouths of our bodies, we by faith may evermore retain the treasures of your grace imparted to us in this sacrament, even the forgiveness of sins, oneness with Christ, and eternal life. Let this, your grace, enable us steadfastly to walk in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ, not doubting that at the last you will give to us and to all who bear the cross for his sake, the crown of everlasting life. Hear us, Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.